Hi, everyone. I'm Chef Stacy, And I'm Pastor Monica. And welcome to Everyday Daniel. Today, our featured food is dates. The food, not the meetup that you have with a special someone. <laughs> so our featured food is dates. And we're actually looking at the scriptures in 2 Samuel um, verse. Oh, uh, you know, I had a, a blank moment there. Six verse 19. Come on with it, Pastor Monica. Thank you. <laughs> Can you repeat the scriptures for the people? Yes, it's a, a second Samuel chapter six, verse 19 and first Chronicles chapter 16, verse three. Excellent. Um, so the way this is going to go, we're going to do a quick little um, get to know you about dates and raisins, which are the two featured foods in those scriptures. Then we'll do a recap about the story that those scriptures references. So maybe Pastor Monica will do us the honor of summarizing those. And then we'll each talk about some lessons that we learned from our reading today. And we'll cap things off with a prayer for our audience. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, so since the featured food is dates and raisins, and in both passages, I think they mentioned raisin cake. And as a chef, <laughs> as a person who loves to cook and eat, I got really curious about what is raisin cake? Have you ever had raisin cake, Pastor Monica? You know what? I haven't. No. I know, right? So apparently raisin cake has been around obviously since Bible times, but it was also really popular during the American Civil War. Um, and it's just basically like regu a regular old cake, but with lots of dates mm. and raisins in it. Mm. And of course, some other complimentary spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, um, sometimes now in modern times, like pumpkin spice, for instance, but mostly like raisin cake or date cake is essentially a cake that has a lot of raisins or dates in it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it does seem like all the recipes that I looked up online, it seems like it's pretty sweet. It seems like a very moist cake. Um, Lots of like butter, uh, sugar, and then the added sugar from the dried fruit. Um, so I guess people back in those days had a sweet tooth. <laughs> yes, they sure did. <laughs> yes. A and natural that's sweet tooth. A natural, exactly, natural sweet tooth. Um, but I, I mean, even if it's natural, if you add too much butter and milk and sugar, it's yeah. still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I actually found two different versions of raisin cake. There's one that it was kind of more traditional on the frontier or maybe closer to the American Civil War in the 1800s, the mid 1800s. And that was kind of how we would prepare a cake traditionally now, mix the ingredients right. up in a bowl, put it in something and then bake it in the oven. Well, back right. in those days, they would put it in like a Dutch oven or basically a, a cast iron skillet with a lid and then cook it over an open flame, which created a similar um, environment as if you had put it in the oven. And I found a second way that people made it. And um, this might have dated, predated uh, the mid 1800s. And that is they would first 
boil the various ingredients um, and then kind of place the batter and things into a cake pan and cook um, kind of like a water bath. They would put that cake pan with the boiled ingredients and batter. They would put that over um, boiling water and let it cook that way, which it seems like that would take a long time to make. Yeah. So there you have it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you are interested in learning more about the featured food uh, in this week's scripture and podcast episode, of course, you can always, you know, do your own research. I recommend looking up raisin cake or date cake. Um, But you can also always hop on over to the Everyday Daniel website, everydaydaniel.com for awesome, you know, recipes and just our thoughts and ramblings and different things about this week's scripture. Awesome. Now, let's get into the actual scripture. Pastor Monica, will you recap those scriptures for us? Uh, sure. So uh, both chapters are talking about uh, King David, and I call it the crew because he had about 30,000 men with him uh, bringing in the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And the Ark of the Covenant, for those who are like, <clears throat> what is that? It's uh, if we date it today, it's essentially like carrying the presence of God. So it was a full chest basically that was dedicated to um, it's, it's literally like what I think about today, it's like us saying, instead of God being in our heart, it's like us saying, we are carrying the presence of God right next to us. We have to reverence it as if this is God himself, because in the verse, I actually want to read this, which I want to tell you how serious they took the presence of God in verse seven, second Samuel, uh, chapter six, verse seven, it says the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah, Uzzah because of his irreverent acts before God struck him down. And what happened is he stumbled. So right before it says, when he came to the threshing floor of Nikon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled, but he wasn't supposed to touch the, the, the ark of God. Only certain people could touch the ark of God. You have to go through a whole process. And that goes into when they have the sacrifices, which is how we get to dates in the first place. Cause you're like, how does the ark of God have anything to do with dates and raisins? Well, these were sacrifices. And so uh, actually there were two types of sacrifices. And when they got to the raisin cakes and they got to the, the cake of dates, as they call it in the Bible, it was actually a sacrificial offering after the fellowship offering. So there was a stream of offerings that they were giving to God. And this was the sacrificial one. Imagine that the sweet one, you know, if we think about that in a funny way, we had to sacrifice the sweets, you know, who has to give up sweets, right? <laughs> so they had to give up the sweets. Wait, what I kind of like, know how my mind that, there. Huh? What I like about that is um, people of every generation associate God with having a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what's so funny? Um, Stacey, it's funny you would, in doing this podcast, food has become so alive from the word for me because you know I already love food. But even just looking at this, I don't think I would have ever thought, oh, wow, sacrificial offering, the sweet one. Wait a minute, we had to sacrifice the sweets. Now, that may not necessarily be what they were saying, but that's the form of food that they desired to sacrifice at that point in time. And it happened to be those. So that's what the Ark of the Covenant was. And this was really a huge reverence that David had for God. And he took it very seriously because he wasn't able to build the temple because Solomon's son had to build the temple. But he took the Ark of the Covenant as a huge 
a huge honor. And um, even after that, it talks about how David was upset because of what uh, Uzza did, because he basically he was out of line. And so that's a before I go into talking about what I got out of it, <laughs> that's kind of a summary or summation of what I got from it. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, well, you know what? You're on a roll. Why don't you go on ahead and tell us what did you get from the story? You know, one thing, the main thing, honestly, there's a lot that we could really pull from here. I just looked at, like in 14, it says, David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might, while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord, shouts and the sound of trumpets. It was a celebration. It was excitement. It was praise. It was honor. That's what God is expecting Ihorashi. That is what God is expecting for us when we come into his presence, whether we are at home, whether we're in our car, whether we're in a sanctuary, or even if we're in a grocery store, okay? Because I will, you know, we can praise him any place we go. <laughs> you know, when the Bible says, don't let this book of the law depart from your lips, but basically hide it in your heart at all times. I can tell you, listeners, Pastor Monica is the living embodiment of that, honey. She will break out and speak in tongues in a minute. <laughs> she will start singing. Like, Monica, are you sing singing? Oh, okay. okay. She prays God. And you know what? The atm wherever she goes, that she brings the atmosphere of God with her. And I love yeah, that about you. And I think you. that this story that we're reading is an example. Like David is like over the moon, excited, you know, dancing yes. like a fool. You know, that's how excited he yes. is about God. That's the atmosphere we should carry with us all the time. Yes. Thank you, Steve. High five through the screen. High five. Yes. I. That's exactly what I'm saying. We should have that same mindset. Um, because when you go in further and you read about it, so then Macau, you know, um, so it says, as the Ark of the Covenant, verse 16, the Lord was entering the city of David. Okay. Macau, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Now, here's the thing. We can be, um, she had no appreciation for the significance of what was taking place. She resented David, his public display of, of what she was doing, what, what he was doing for God. But here's my thing. If you can't dance in the presence of God, if you can't get excited about who God is just because he is who he is, what what are you getting excited about? A football game? You're getting excited about a pay raise? You're getting excited about your kids got straight A's, but you can't get excited. And let me tell you, none of those things are bad. <laughs> but you can't get excited about the fact that God is present and yeah. she misunderstood him. People will misunderstand you in your praise. People will misunderstand you in your walk with God. People will misunderstand why you're so reverent toward him, why you have integrity, why you have dignity. They won't understand it. But it's okay. You keep walking with God 
or if you don't even know him yet, if you're hearing this podcast, guess what? You keep striving to draw closer to him and ask for relationship with God. Let me tell you why. Because the dance that David was doing not was because he was forced. It wasn't because someone coerced him. It wasn't even because the Lord said, David, dance. David danced because the presence of God was there. And we know that song. I will dance like David dance. I will dance. Right? <laughs> What was that? That was Fred Hammond? <laughs> I think it was Fred Hammond. Yes, he, he, he tore that song up. But that's where that came from, you guys. David danced. I mean, he ripped his clothes off. Again, people aren't going to understand. They're not always going to understand why you're so excited. But I'm going to encourage you, if nothing else in this, along with understanding the presence of God, if you dive deeper into why the Ark of Covenant was so important. I mean, just if we just putting in perspective of today, the presence of God. That means God is right here with you. God took it so seriously. He had to strike down a person who touched it because he was out of line. He was out of order. You know, if we took God that seriously today, where would our world be? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just encouraging, praying and speaking that and really lifting that up more so people would be in that same mindset. So those are some of the things I got from it. (laughs) You know, I like what you're saying about, um, just getting excited about God. And I will tell you, I got to be really, you know, honest that I didn't always feel excited about God. Um, and, you know, I, oh, excuse me, I grew up in church. And so it was like, you go to church and you listen to the music and then the drummer would play harder and then everybody would catch the spirit. And it was like, yes. it seemed like a performance. Um, and that was because, you know, I, maybe I was newer in my faith and also maybe I really wasn't taking it that serious, but I didn't have a personal track record with God. Yeah. And so when you don't have a personal track record with someone, mm. it's hard to get excited about them, right? Ooh. It's like, I don't really yes. know. Yes. High five. <laughs> and I remember I had started getting... I wanted to be more serious. I wanted a personal relationship with God, but I hadn't had any true like experiences. We heard a sermon this weekend that said, sometimes God brings you to the valley so that he can show you that you can trust him there. So that when he takes you to the mountaintop, he knows he can trust you there. Right. Um, And so I remember maybe about a year and a half ago, um, I was in this position, state of mind where I really wanted to be closer to God and excited. Um, but I, I, I had what I at this point call like a surface level relationship. Right. And the lady who was leading my weekly Bible study that I went to, she was telling me about her business and they needed to move locations. And everybody that worked for her was like bummed out, like, oh, I can't believe we're, what are we going to do? We're never going to find another office building to accommodate all of us, blase, blase. And oh, wow. she sang and danced and praised God. She says she literally like did a little dance all around the office. Come and on. She, and, uh, and she said, she was telling me that she was doing this because she trusted God. Mm. And when she first started singing and dancing, she didn't yes. really feel it. But the more she kept doing it and the more she reminded herself of her Ooh. track record yes. with God. Yes. 
she felt it. It was infectious. Other people begin, maybe they weren't even Christians, but they began to think, well, she's the business owner. And if she believes this strongly, it's going to work out, then okay. Right. And of course it did, right? Right. <laughs> um, and I don't want to give her whole testimony, but basically they found a building for her office that was even better and less expensive than what they See? had. See? Right. See? And what her story, her sharing that story with me gave me something to hold on to. Mm. I held on to her track record with God until I got my own. Wow. Oh, right. Wow. That says a lot. That's why it's so important. Oh, that's why it's so important to share your faith, to communicate your faith. And she she didn't... um, she wasn't these and thousand. She was telling me about a real situation in her life that she trusted God through. Now, fast forward, it's been a year and a half. Tell me why in the last year and a half, I left a six figure, I left slash was uh, <laughs> let go of in a, 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 acquis- um, a corporate sell-off. My job was yes. eliminated, a six figure job eliminated. Mm-hmm. Started a business that was very dependent on in-person activities. Then COVID hit and shut that down. Um, you know, things just felt like, okay, it's not really going the way I wanted. And I had some stock. I, at the time that I lost my job, I praised and sang and danced because she had just told me that story. And then like, wow. two, right. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to her story. I'm going to trust God. And then, <laughs> girl, in, <laughs> in March, April, end of March, after COVID yes. hit big here in the States, I reallocated my stock position. Stock markets started just plummeting. My stock in the last six months increased 42%. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> okay. And, and now it, to put that in perspective, the normal like trend you know, trajectory is maybe mm-hmm. you'll get eight or 9% over the long term. Right. My stocks increased 42% when everybody else's stock, every single person that I know, their market wow. just plummeted. My, mine increased so much that thank you, Jesus. And thank you for keeping me trusting you, Jesus. Wow. In a time that felt like a valley, I was able to pay off $97,000 in student loan debt you, <laughs> that I would not I, have been able to Right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Debt Jesus. free. In the Debt last free. Debt free. I did not stop trusting God. I praised and sang and danced harder than I ever have, not because I needed something from God, but I began to really fall in love with Jesus. I began to really get in the word. I began right. to see other people's stories and think that if he can do that for them, you know, I'm going to declare that level of intimate relationship for myself. Yes. Let me tell you, let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. Come on. See, that's the kind of God we serve. And you know what I just think? It's a ripple effect. Cause like God knew what was coming. So he allowed you to see someone else's faith and praise so that you can manifest that for yourself. Come, come time. Some shifts happen for you, okay, financially. But he's like, I still got you. I didn't say that was going to happen for you. Everyone else is falling, 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 falling. Whoop. And here goes yours coming up. Jesus is a way maker. And then not only that, you got to pay off your debt. 
come on, somebody. Come I on, just somebody. like, for me, and that's just to me, that's just a, a, a one testament that you have. I know you have way more testimonies that you can share. That's just one. You know, Girl, all throughout the last year and a half, I'm telling you when my business, my business was falling through every month, yes. I could pay all my bills and I ate yes. and I ate good. God always right. provided. I always, every single month I gave ties. Somehow money was always coming in. You know, sometimes See? it was unemployment. Sometimes I would get a new client, sometimes this or that. And it would be like, right. Just God was giving me just enough. And it felt like I, I, it, it Every month felt like I don't know how this is going to happen, but I am right. learning. It definitely is going to come together because I know yep. God. And yep. so every month I tithed, I gave my offering. I walked around with a smile on my face. Every time I went to the bank and my banker would ask about my business and because he knew what type of business yeah. I had, I always had a praise report. I always said mm-hmm. what God is doing for me. because. Mm-hmm. No way that I'm going to walk around here looking sad and sunken and face screwed up when I know what the end result is. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know wow. what the end wow. is. So I can dance like David dance. Come on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Oh, that's good. That is good. Stacy. I love that. I love that. Because it just shows the faithfulness of God. And it doesn't. Here's the thing. It wasn't by any acts or anything you did. You was just praising him. You was yep. just believing him. You know how they say until your blessing come, until that door opens, praise him in the hallway. You praised him in that hallway, right through that door. <laughs> I never heard of that one. I like it. No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Said, until that door opens, praise him in the hallway. I'm like, all right, it's time to praise him. I'm in the hallway right now. <laughs> Oh, love it. Love oh it. God. Okay. Well, I think that's everything that each of us learned this week from reading in, um, uh, reading the story, uh, in second Samuel and in first Chronicles, we talked about dates and, uh, the cake of dates. <laughs> and so oh, yeah, now I want to, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want to close out today's, um, episode with a prayer for our listeners. Pastor Monica, would you do us the honor of just speaking a word over our listeners? Yes, sure thing. God, we just bless you and we thank you, Lord, that those who are hearing this, Lord Jesus, whatever season they are in, that they will be able to praise you, Lord, from the inside out, Lord, that there will be joy, that there will be peace, that there will just be words of encouragement coming out of their mouth when they just want to see what's going on around them, that they don't allow their circumstances to define their destiny or purpose. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your presence is more important than anything in our life. And I pray for each person, Lord God, um, that they will just engulf your presence on a daily basis, that they will be a lifestyle, that it will be a routine, that they will seek you, God. And in their praise, Lord God, people will see. In their praise, Lord God, it will show in their continents. In their praise, Lord God, it will show, Lord, in how you are moving in their life. God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, that you will be magnified through them, Lord Jesus. I speak over any situations that are taking place, Lord God, in their life that they just don't feel like they can share with anyone, Lord God. They can share with you. So we bless you. We ask that your hand be upon it, Lord, that you turn situations around. And I pray that you make them blessings to be a blessing. And for those that are doing it, Lord God, that you will double bless them so that they can do more what they've already been given. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>